Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the latest and greatest episode of the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with who has already proven to be such a wonderful friend and will be an amazing guest and is sure to provide an incredible impact for your life today. That is Miss Cherie Michelle. She's a keynote speaker, author, investor, board member with over 15 years of experience in business growth and development. She founded Sudden Success to help business owners like you to boost their company revenue and team productivity by optimizing delegation and inexpensive solutions to their staffing needs. So excited to dive in and and you know hear more about what that is and, and what you've been able to achieve uh, and help others achieve. But I'd love to first just say thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. How are you Absolutely. doing today, Scott? <laughs> and I'd love to just open up with your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are and a bit about why you got into uh, what you're doing with Sudden Success and how you got into it. Well, I love to tell you. So I am Shree Michelle. I am a natural born entrepreneur. And for all of our, us natural borns, I know you know what I mean. <laughs> um, my first business was second grade. <laughs> and I think I was a little late for some of us. <laughs> um, my current business, Sudden Success, actually came out of failure. Um, a lot of people who are listening probably have the fear of failure. I think every entrepreneur has to go past that. So I built a business from it. I did a flip in 2017 that went miserably. It went so bad. It was terrible. It was terrible. I lost $100,000 in that flip. I know. It hurt my feelings too. I was in the fetal position in the bathroom and everything, child. (laughs) So out of that, I learned about business credit. And so then I started helping entrepreneurs learn more about business credit and then when I started doing that, I learned that entrepreneurs didn't know how to set up their businesses. So every single thing that my company offers now is based on a failure that I've had in the past. Wow. I failed at hiring. I failed at setting my company up correctly. I failed at business credit. So I just lumped all of that together once I learned how to do it properly. And now I help entrepreneurs do it every day. That's fantastic. Uh, and it's it's stunning how. Um how frequently some really painful episode is what leads us to some of our biggest breakthroughs and the areas that we can create the biggest breakthrough for others. So I love that you've been able to do that and transform that. So on that line, tell us a little bit about the work that you do with your your clients. What would you say is the most important work that you do? Um, 
say the the absolute most important is I help entrepreneurs stop being tied to their business. So we offer virtual assistant services, which basically we help you find inexpensive employees to help run the day-to-day operations for you. So you can walk away. Um, a lot of us get start businesses because we want to make more money and we want to have freedom to be with our families. And, you know, we want, we want to be like Instagram and have the Ferraris and <laughs> on yachts drinking champagne. And when we actually get into the business mode, the reality of it is we're working from sundown to sundown. And even if we're at birthday parties or we're at graduations, we're not actually there. We're on our phone doing this like, oh, I got to get this email. I got to get this proposal out because we're in the grind of the business. Mm. So I give people their lives back. Wow. You're, you, you can be the business owner and you can be at the birthday party at mm. the same time. Yeah. Present. Yeah. <laughs> you can sleep. That's fantastic. And, and it's so it, it's one of the great kind of ironies almost, but it's a sad one of entrepreneurship is we start for freedom and autonomy. And the very, very first thing that you find out is there's nothing very freeing or autonomous about this. And and, you know, the and there's this trap that folks fall into that I'm sure you bump into all the time. It's like, if I can achieve this, then I'll have more of it, right? Uh, if I can get the next sale, then I'll be able to take some time off. Or if I you know, can hire another person, then I can step back. Uh, when the reality of it is that, yes, the next sale is helpful and hiring other people is a wonderful thing. But there's something fundamental underneath that that you have to change for that to really work, for it to actually amount to the freedom and autonomy you're looking for. And you're smiling. So I, I know we've struck a chord here. So tell me a little bit about what's going on that's preventing entrepreneurs from achieving that freedom that they're looking for. What it's what I call it is a CEO lane. So there is a lane that CEOs are supposed to stay in. And as a business owner, because there's stages to this, there, there's levels to everything. So mm-hmm. when you get started, you are doing everything yourself. And that's fine. That's great. That's fantastic. We want you to do that. You need to know everything about your business so that you can properly teach it to somebody else. Right. But what happens is, especially to my female clients, and I'm pointing you ladies out, what happens is as we grow into our businesses and as we start doing everything, we become emotionally attached to them. They become our babies. They become our life. They become our personality sometimes. And so to let that go and let somebody else handle it is difficult for us because we're just like, oh, I can do everything myself. Well, what if they can't do it better than like, like what if they can't do it like me? I, I can't do that. So CEO lane is where you need to be. CEO lane includes three tasks. Number one, the vision. If you are handling everything in your company, you can't have a vision. Your mind is too convoluted with the day-to-day to even be able to see clearly to know how to grow your company. You can't see it. Yeah, It's stuck in your accounting and marketing. It's in between there somewhere. <laughs> Is it a file buried deep, deep, deep back in the mind? So that's number one. Number two is to find the people who can bring that vision to life. Yes, nobody is going to be able to grow your company the way you can. But what if they can do it better than you? Hmm. Nobody ever asked themselves that question. They can't do it like me. What if they can do it better? Yeah. 
my team is brilliant in areas that I am not. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I can never do what they do ever. And I give them the utmost respect for that. And I, they, they know it. (laughs) They get plenty of praise. Um, so definitely number two is find the people that will bring that vision to life. And number three, figure out how to pay them. Your day should be only money making activities. Accounting is not going to get you money. It's going to save you money, but you can pay somebody to do that. Marketing. Marketing is the bloodline of your business. That's where most of you should be focusing on doing videos, on doing podcasts, on doing you know, this is my lane. This is my CEO lane. I like having these interactions. I love meeting you today, Scott. This is where I want to be. So this is what I do. I go to networking events. I drum up new business. That's my lane in my company. I don't do anything outside of this. Yeah. So I find the people. I, I, I have my vision. I found the people who can bring it to life. And then I find how to pay them, which is new clients, new business new activities that pay money and that's my lane anything outside of that i can't do it i don't know i don't know yeah (laughs) i love that i I love that so much because uh there's uh, i i say this a little tongue-in-cheek but one of the defining questions for an entrepreneur around this stage in their journey uh there's there's several stages but around this stage in their journey is the question what's wrong with these people right it's because they go and hire folks and it's like they're they're nothing like you they don't think like you they don't do the things it's like what's blindingly obvious to you could be in a foreign language from another planet for them and and so what i've found is that we we really struggle at this point. And you mentioned it earlier, even in your own, is I wasn't good at hiring and I, I needed to learn how to hiring. What's happening, I've found, is that there's a mix of of great employees who don't think like us, and that's exactly what we need them to do. And then other folks who may not be the best fit right now who don't think like us. And that's not helpful. But when you're down in the weeds, like you talked about, you can't see the difference right? There's some who don't think like you and that's exactly what you want. Others who don't think like you and that's the worst thing. So how do you help folks navigate? Like who's the right person to have on my team? So the, where people fall short in that, and this is one of the things that we absolutely specialize in, in our service is we take time in our hiring process. So a lot of entrepreneurs, once they get into their mind that hiring is the next step, which you should do it as soon as possible, honestly. But as soon as they get that in their mind, they are like, well, I need to do it right now. It's got to be done today. So they'll go and they'll do three interviews and they'll be like, okay, you're good. Let's hop in the fire. I typically take two to three weeks to hire someone. Mm -hmm. It's a process. And in that process, I am, I get into my mind that it's completely neutral. So I may have feelings about one one candidate, but I have to be neutral for everybody else because who's going to show up in the process? And I learned this early on. Um, I was looking for an executive assistant who is now my operations manager. And there were like five candidates and there was one and she was saying all the right things and she was doing everything correct throughout the process because I have like five steps in my interview process. And it was that final task. I do a test task at the end where for an hour, I pay them a couple of dollars to, we'll have, um, we'll just test them on their job. So 
So for a graphic designer, I may ask them to do a flyer on Zoom. Or for an executive assistant, I may give them an itinerary where they have to go find information. But I absolutely leave information out that's imperative for them to ask me questions. So that gives me an idea of how we're going to work together and how detail-oriented they are. Well, that person who I was like all gung-ho about, she didn't ask me not one question. She Mm. just did the, the task in 10 minutes and then she was out the door. The person who was right behind her, she asked all the right questions. I, I, I said something like, hey, I'm going to Atlanta these dates. I need um, a hotel and flights. And so that person, she just gave me 25 flights. And she gave me 15 hotel options. Well, as a CEO, who has time to go through all of that? But the person who I ended up hiring, who two years later is still with me, and one of my most valued employees, she was like, well, what part of town do you need to be in? What's the address of the location that you're going to? What time of day are you trying to leave? Are you looking for a morning flight? Do you, do you re- prefer an airline? Those are the type of questions that I needed that person to ask me. I think it's such a tremendous, even from just looking at it from a process standpoint, I love that I love that you do this and withholding some of the information because I think one of the, the you know, mistaken beliefs for founders at this point is I need to hire, you know, they I need to hire people and they just need to do their job, right? I don't want questions from them. I hired you to figure it out, right? Uh, you know, we've we've misused and abused the phrase like we the phrase we hire great people and stay out of their way. We've taken that to mean we hire people. We don't know if they're great or not because we just hired them as quickly as possible, and then we abdicate any responsibility for helping them succeed. So I, I love that that's built into the process on finding folks because uh, the other the flip side of it is. And I use this illustration a lot and I, I should come up with a better one because it, it sounds bad. But have you ever taken a dog to dog training? Have you ever yes. have you ever done that? So I, I did this. We, we'd never done it before. And we finally do it for uh, this wonderful dog that we have. And I realized dog training is not dog training. It's owner training, right? And, and uh, you know, it, we didn't go there for my dog to learn these commands. We went there for me to learn how to manage my dog. And so much of the process for uh, for entrepreneurs is that they have to learn to how to manage the people that they're yes. bringing in. And so, again, I, I just love how you have that built into what you do. Um, so th- this shows up equally. And I would say as a result of not having a process like yours, uh, one of the places where so many struggles in this idea of delegation. So in your uh, your intro that you said, we're talking about boosting team productivity, optimizing delegation. Where do you find uh, entrepreneurs are getting this wrong and how do you help them get past that? The first three months. The first three months is where they're getting it wrong. Mm. They don't want to take the time to train their, their, their help. And you made a valid point, Scott. That's, that's the whole point. So if a client comes to me and they're saying, hey, my VA is not getting this right. Hey, I don't know. And for anybody that doesn't know, VA equals virtual assistant. So um, my, my employee isn't getting this right. They, I, I keep giving them something to do. And I, and my follow-up questions aren't, well, are typically, okay, so what were the instructions that you gave them? How can, 
um, what were the follow-up calls that you two had together about this task? What expectations have you set up for them or what training did you provide them so that they know how to do this? Did y'all get on a Zoom? Did you have a PowerPoint presentation for them? Like, did you have a course that you wanted them to watch so that they could learn how to do this? What was your training? And what that in having those conversations, they're finding out, I didn't do my part to set this person up for success. So the best way that I can tell your audience and the people who are watching right now, think of yourself in a new job. Think of yourself. Now, as entrepreneurs, we're already a special case of employee. We're going to come in. We're going to be fantastic. Leave us alone. We got this after you train us. But you have to train us. And we get highly frustrated if we don't know what we're doing or what our expectations are. Well, your employees are the same way. You can't say, okay, well, here's here's my books. Have at it. No. To to create free thought, here's the task. If you need help, ask me. I'll work on this for an hour or two, and then we'll catch up later. This allows two things. This one, well, three things, actually. Number one, it lets them know that you are willing to let them process it by themselves first. So that you can see how they work independently, what their thought process is, because you are not going to know what they're capable of if you say step one, do this, step two, step, you know. So you need to figure out how your employees think, because that's valuable to you. You don't Mm -hmm. want your thought process. You want somebody else's. Number two, that gives you stopping points. So, hey, stop. This is what I this looks great but this is what I want you to change on me. So then they're getting your expectations and you guys are building a relationship of trust because now they know that they can freely come and ask you questions. Yeah. And if you take 90 days to train the right employee, and I always say people should start with one, it's going to do several things for your business. Number one, you're going to have a person who can train everybody else. Yeah. They are, they're, they're going to know the nooks and crannies. They're going to know you front to back. So they're going to be able to train your other employees. That's number one. Number two, you can walk away. I can. I had COVID in December and I was down for three weeks. I had COVID and pneumonia. I still made 10 grand that month. Wow. And I was gone. Like com- yeah. I completely in the bed, 30 days. I still made 10 grand. My clients had no clue that I was gone because I have a team that keeps my revenue going. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. I, I love it. I mean, there's just so much in there. Uh, we could probably do about 19 podcasts on, on this alone, but uh, to keep us moving here, because uh, this is the moment I've been waiting for, and I, I just can't wait for it any longer. But uh, I'd love for you to share us, what is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening today knew? Higher fast. If you're still in your nine to five, hire fast. And your nine to five is a benefit, not a crutch. Well, share a little bit more on that because you're onto something. <laughs> so I know a lot of you have seen people saying, well, work for yourself, work for yourself. Everybody doesn't work like that. A nine to five offers you the ability to A, have money coming in to take care of yourself because if you're worried about your rent, you can't worry about your business. Um, And it also allows you the money to invest in your company. So if you hire fast while you have a nine to five, train them during your five to nine 
then they can work your business nine to five while you're at your nine to five. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. So, uh, and uh, I'd love for you to just pull this out because um, one of the things you mentioned was people hired too quickly. It was like three people and then they make a hire. Your process takes a few weeks. So tie all that together for us because I think I know where you're going with it, but I'd love to hear how do you, because it's hire fast, but it's also not, don't hire too fast. So what would you just well, say? Well, hire, hire in your business quickly. So for the business standpoint, don't make it to year one without an employee. Mm. Learn what you need to learn for your business. Learn how your your processes, but get that first employee in because their thought process is going to help you get those operation, that mode of operation going. And yes. it's going to put some fire under your behind because yes. let me tell you something. There is no <laughs> other fire like being 100% responsible for if another family eats. Yes. So you're going to start working harder just because you're responsible for now another household, it, essentially. So hi, don't make it to your first year in business without an employee. But when you are at the hiring stage, take your time to hire. That's so good. So decision to hire, we want, we've got to make the decision. We need somebody quickly. Once we've made that decision, we want to slow down a little bit to make sure we find the right person with a great process. Thanks. Exactly. Ah, I love it. I love it. That's so good. Uh, okay. Last question for uh, you here. And then uh would love to help folks get connected with you because I know there's people listening. I was like, this is absolutely what I need. This is why I started. So uh, share with us a little bit from, uh, I'm going to have you change perspectives for a moment. I'm going to have you take off your, your uh, advisor hat, if you will, uh, and put on your CEO hat. So your, C your founder, your CEO of Sudden Success, tell us a little bit about what this next phase of growth looks like for you in the business and what do you think some of the challenges are that you'll have to overcome to get there? So my next is exponential growth. Um, I need to get several streams of income going at seven figures. And so that is the next phase. The biggest hurdle in that is money. Money is always going to be a hurdle, guys. So that's me being honest. Um, money and marketing. Uh, so I need money to market to the masses. Yeah. MMM. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. That's it. That's it. I love it. Uh, excellent. So for those listening saying like I started because I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted the freedom of having my own business and now I've got anything but freedom. Uh, how can they uh, reach out to you for help? Absolutely. So I, my team has me everywhere. You hear me say my team. My team has me everywhere. So you can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and um, LinkedIn at Sheree Michelle, as well as Facebook. Um, and if you're looking for a virtual assistant today, you can go to www.helpmefindava.com and my, fill out our short little form and my team will happily help you find the teammate that is going to assist you to grow your business to the six and seven figure mark. And we do um, all businesses, all niches, um, and all types of employees. So we have accounting, we have Amazon, we have credit repair, all of them. Fantastic. So that's, uh, it's www.helpmefindava.com. That's it. Perfect. All right. Excellent. We'll add that to the notes uh, so you can click on it and get right there. Uh, Sheree, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it was just yes. wonderful having you. Uh, again, there's just so much gold in there. Uh, for those of you listening, just pause it. 
hit rewind and go back to the beginning and listen again, because there's about a thousand things that she said that we didn't get to explore, but that will point you in the right direction. Uh, so thank you so much for being there. For everyone listening, thank you so much for being here. Your time and attention mean the absolute world to us. It's such an honor to get to share with you. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.